Good morning, good people. Welcome to A to Z Sports Live, presented by Texas Family Fitness. I am your host, Will Skywalker Steele, and you are Cowboys Nation. I love to be here with you every single morning. Coming up today, we're going to dive into the lab. You know how we do on Tuesdays. After further review, I noticed four things are confirmed. Four things the Dallas Cowboys did to get their offense back on track. In the roundup, we'll talk about some more COVID news, some injury updates, and uh, we'll open the phone lines back up again today for a few calls. Yesterday, I wasn't able to get to everybody. Uh, usually how it is on, on a Monday after a dub. After a dub. But how goes it, Cowboys Nation? Man? How you doing? I already see in the chat, y'all brought up the Bulls' name. Um, Emmanuel Acho. I don't even like to give him airtime, but... I wasn't going to say anything today, but I noticed that you guys saw you guys said something and you you saw what he said on Twitter and on his show or whatever about how, you know, something about you're not going to give credit for fishes for swimming. What? Bruh. Uh, you know, I don't want to start off the show like that, but I see everyone's in here talking about, you know, Acho, Acho, Acho and and you know, the, the guy is just a tool. He's a clown in regards to the Cowboys. He's not stupid. That's a crazy thing. He's a smart dude. But when it comes to the Cowboys, he is what he is. But uh, if y'all wanted to talk about that, we can. We definitely can clown him for a little bit. But that's not what today's show is going to be about. It's about the Dallas Cowboys still having much to play for and how their offense can continue the things that I saw uh, moving forward to handle those Arizona Cardinals and anybody, really, that gets in their way home or away and later today I mean I'll just tease it because I'm not sure if I'll drop it today or tomorrow morning but very special guests coming through um, and we'll talk about the Cardinals we'll talk about the Cowboys can't really give it out just yet got to make sure it comes through Uh, but it'll be a great video for you guys later so keep your ears and eyes open for that before I get into any of the Acho hate and stuff let me give some shout outs in order for y'all for being here the notification squad coming through every morning and even the running back gang. I appreciate you guys that aren't able to catch it in the mornings live as more people come on in. So real quick, some shout outs, Miss Sheila, Michael, Nisi, Mike Harris, Fresh Faye. What's up, brother? Anthony Hatcher, William Anthony, Robbie Rad, Tom Downey, Burner account. What's up, Lord Nova, Alpha Mason, Adrian, Jason, Damon. What's going on? Mark, Angelica, Tino. What else we got in here? Well, I'm not. I'm is it Taifu? Taifu? I'm, I'm hope I'm pronouncing that right. I apologize if I'm not. But all the way from New Zealand, I appreciate you tuning in from across the way. Be Bird in the building. He said, uh, going on a road trip. Hey, safe travels, my brother. Safe travels. We don't want you out there driving all crazy. So make sure you get to where you got to get to and you enjoy your time, man. Uh, Texas VA. Texas to VA. Dre Dre, TC915, Derek Small, James Simmons, Jaw88. And this is all on YouTube, by the way. Stevie Mac, the My God, Mark Canella, uh, C. Burleson, Rico, Derek, Malcolm. Y'all are in the building over on Facebook. Les, Daryl, Peter, uh, Kelly, CJ Richards, of course. Who else we got up here? Cynthia, another CJ. CJ Sales, okay. Uh, Damien. And I know I missed somebody up here. Tanya, George, Twan, Larry, Vicky, and Charles. De- and Dennis, thank you guys for coming through early in the building. Tim, I see you up in here as well. 
appreciate you guys. Uh, I love Tuesdays because on Tuesdays we get a chance to look at some tape. I had to burn some midnight oil and early morning oil because my tape came in a little later. But I got to it, got a chance to check out some things. I didn't check out everything. Uh, Defense, I'm still working through the defensive side, and, and maybe we'll talk more about that tomorrow with Okoye. He's our defensive guy, so let me make sure I hit up Okoye, and we'll dive into the defense. But I really wanted to look into the offense and see if some of the things I saw on the broadcast view were playing its way onto the All-22, and, and a lot of that is true. I did see uh, some great things um, in the tape, and I think it's things that the Cowboys offense can carry moving forward. And, yes, of course, if you do want to call in, you can. 351-999-3787 is the call-in line. Just hold tight uh, because I think what we're going to do, in fact, no, I'm going to do it like I did before. I hit the roundup. We'll get to the first word. I got a question for you guys I want to know coming out of that first word. I'll take care of these uh, phone lines, and then we'll hit the film room. A little under the weather, so I probably won't be on here as long. You probably can tell a little nasally and whatnot but a product of pollen and allergies. So my apologies, squad. But um, all right, here we go. Let's hop into the roundup, and let's get this show started, and I'll hop back into the phone lines after the first word. It is time for It's time for the Morning Roundup. Round them up, boys. Yes, indeed. The Morning Roundup presented by Texas Family Fitness, a solution for your fitness goals, whether it be weight loss, strengthening up, toning up, sports, or stress relief. You got it all at Texas Family Fitness. And I keep telling y'all that your New Year's resolution is coming up, and I know a lot of people like to get into the gym. So I promise you, if you check out Texas Family Fitness, you will not regret it. It is worth it. Check out any of the nine locations in the DFW area or visit TexasFamilyFitness.com. First up on the docket, I know TC915 said that uh, he didn't really want to talk about the COVID stuff, but we've been hit. Again, the Cowboys and, and the league in general has been hit pretty hard over the last month of the season in December. Uh, but so far, it's only Francis Bernard who was out anyway with a hamstring injury. Uh, but... I saw a tweet from one Adam Shefty. Shefty said last year from opening day till I think the Super Bowl, something of that. Oh, December. From opening day to December, they had 200 and something cases. The NFL has already had 400 cases in the month of December alone. It is a problem. It is a problem. It's already affected teams. It's affected the Dallas Cowboys and I say it every week because I'm hoping it's going to happen at some point. I hope they bubble these boys up as we approach the playoffs because I got this strange feeling that COVID's going to affect somebody in the playoffs, and um, I'm just hoping it's not the Dallas Cowboys. Zeke, speaking of injuries, uh, Ezekiel Elliott came out after the game on Sunday and said he's getting close to 100% per se, not really going to be that way. Uh, but this was his quote. Uh, I'm 1,000% getting better injury-wise. I'm close. I'm real close to being back and feeling 100%. I think the coaches have done a great job of limiting my reps and letting me get healthy. But, yeah, I'm close. 
And what Zeke means by limiting his reps, over the last six games, he's averaged only 11 carries per game. In three of those games, he's had 10 carries or less. I mean, I've, I've been saying it for a while. I would have loved to see the roles reversed with Zeke and with TP. But if this is working for them, it's working for them. You know, I'm not going to complain about it. Uh, Mike McCarthy has done a masterful job, in my opinion, dealing with these injuries. Um, there is no one aside from not even Blake Jarwin. I mean, knock on wood, everyone has been injured or been hurt has been able to come back at some point in this season. That's that's wonderful. You know, you don't really see that throughout the year. And I think when McCarthy talks about managing load management in practice and uh, making sure he gets, you know, quality walkthroughs as opposed to using all of his pad days up and uh, getting people injured in practice, which we've seen, right? Demarcus Lawrence hurt himself in practice. Randy Gregory hurt himself in practice, et cetera, et cetera. But they've managed them well. So I have no complaints with the way Mike McCarthy has handled these injuries and getting these guys uh, back in the lineup. And then finally, Stephen Jones on 105 through the fans said they are fired up and very optimistic that Pro Bowl left tackle Tyron Smith will be back for Sunday's game against the Arizona Cardinals. And that's kind of where I want to start off before um, I hit in, head into the phone lines. My question to you guys, should Tyron Smith play versus the Arizona Cardinals? I think it's a legitimate question uh, due to who the Cardinals bring out there, due to what you're playing for uh, coming up. But I'll let Stephen Jones, his interview play, his clip from the interview on 105 Through the Fan, uh, play through as you guys answer this question. Give me your reasons why or why not, and I'll hit, hit the chat and uh, read those out loud. But here's the first word, Stephen Jones on 105 Through the Fan, talking Tyron Smith and his injury and, and what to do with them the rest of the year. They did ask him about offseason, and he kind of addressed that as well. We got a, a future Hall of Famer there who's still playing at an extremely high level, but does have injury issues and has been able to finish out a season over the last five years. So how do you, you know, as you evaluate the future of the left tackle position, how do you weigh that with the guy you currently have there, but the knowledge that it's hard for him to stay healthy for 16 or now 17 games? Well, right now we're so focused uh, on this year. And the great news is, Phil, it's uh, very optimistic that Tyron's going to be back against the Cardinals. Uh, certainly his injuries, uh, his injury this year that he's been fighting with his ankle has nothing to do with right. uh, past injuries. And, you know, just uh, it's a part of the game, these injuries. And sometimes you, you go on a run where you're fortunate and you're uh, able to play consecutive games, consecutive seasons. And other times it just uh, it seems to bite you. But uh, right now we're so fired up that Tyron's going to be back uh, against Arizona. He brings so much to the table in terms of, uh, solidifying that left side, giving Dak confidence to, uh, you know, step up in the pocket and make the throws that he needs to make. And uh, to have him back is going to uh, really be a, a great addition back with this offensive line that I think can uh, only help improve us. As far as uh, anything to do with our future, we'll certainly uh, address that. When the season's over, we'll have plenty of time to work through all that. But right now we're just focused on, uh, trying to beat the Arizona Cardinals and, uh, you know, have a, uh, you know, fighting for a championship here and feel like uh, we've got a team that can do that. 
seems pretty split from what I'm I'm reading here in the chat. A lot of you guys, some people like Carson said, they have Chandler Jones. So please play him. Uh, Les on Facebook says, yes, only in case the butt Packers lose. <laughs> Derek says, sit him out. Uh, Oscar, yes, no, sit him out. Yes, if healthy. It seems very split. I'm going to be real with you guys. That's kind of how I feel. I'm torn. I'm torn on it because I think this game is important. I, you know, Not even just for the first seed, but for the second seed. You lose this game, you you I think you may lose. Yeah, you do. You lose out on potentially getting the second seed. I mean, at least for week 16, depending what happens with the Rams uh, and, and the Packers and the Bucks and things like that. But you don't put yourself in position to get that second seed by losing. So it is it is something to think about. And when you go and look how the Dallas Cowboys have been handling this rotation uh, behind Tyron Smith, it's been unconventional. And I must say, I, I'm not, I wasn't a fan of it. I don't know that I'm, I'm a fan of it even now. I really don't know how to feel about it. But I can't really complain because it's been working. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, this coaching staff, they just been hitting all the right buttons. And even when they hit a button and they might, oops, that didn't work out, they'll go back to what was working, a la Connor Williams, Connor McGovern, right? Connor Williams has been back in the lineup the last three games. He's been pretty damn good. Was the last three games? Two or three games. And he's been pretty damn good. No penalties from Connor Williams, right? We're not saying his name. We're not trying to bench him. I think there's more appreciation for him. So this coaching staff is is hitting all the right buttons. Terrence Steele tied in sec. He split snaps the last two weeks. 44 and 55 for Terrence. 28 and 26 for Ty and Secchi. I, I don't mind it, but there's a different animal. My bad, y'all. There's a different animal coming to town this Sunday here in Dallas, and his name is Chandler Jones. So I'll say this. If, Ty, if Tyron Smith is healthy, right, like if he's practicing, if he's good, you know, there's no limitations, there's no worries, might suit him up. I'm leaning towards suiting him up because I do want the Dallas Cowboys to beat this Cardinals team to keep that number two seed and to keep that momentum headed into the playoffs. I don't want Chandler. He's a game wrecker. Chandler Jones got five sacks in one game this season. Like, he's a game wrecker. Terrence Steele, love what you've been doing, big cuz. Big little cuz. Love what you've been doing, Titan Secchi, in regards to just, you know, chipping in. But I got a feeling on that left side, Chandler Jones would just eat them up. So, we'll see. Um, Wildcat says, I will let Tyron play a few reps, see how he feels. Okay, so put him into that rotation. Tom says, if he's not practicing, no. I kind of, I'm kind of with you. As much as I want him to play, no. Yeah, if he's not practicing, right? Like, if he's DNP on Wednesday, DNP Thursday, limited Friday, no. Nah. If he's DNP Wednesday, limited in full, I could deal with that. I could deal with that. Uh, Fresh said, if this was a road game, I'd want him to play. I think we'll be fine with him sitting another week. Um, I think this team could still get by. I feel better about him getting by with him, though, um, against this Cardinals team. And it's not so much their offense, the Cardinals offense. It's Chandler Jones. I'm going to be real with y'all. Chandler Jones is is a problem. Uh, Fortunately, there is no J.J. Watt on the opposite side. I believe they still have Golden. Y'all let me know if I'm wrong. 
But Marcus Golden is a pretty solid pass rusher. Uh, do they have Okafor? I might be thinking way back, but they got a solid pass rush. Uh, and again, we'll be looking into the, the card. I'll be in the lab today. I'll be in the lab today looking into the Cardinals details, things like that. And I'll report back to you guys tomorrow um, with Okoye and Thursday. So I'll get all into the Cardinals, but I do know that one man they got over there is Chandler Jones. And I really don't want to mess around with that. So uh, I'm all for playing him if he's healthy. And we talked about this, right? Like Tyron going to give you like four games probably before he gets banged up. And what I hate about saying that is it wasn't his fault. Like his injury a couple games ago was not on him. It was on Connor McGovern. Just rolled right into his leg. So that kind of sucks. But that's part of playing offensive line, right? He's getting up there in age. So when he does get hurt, it's a little longer to deal with those injuries. So that's where we are right now. Appreciate y'all for being here, man. I'm going to hop into the phone lines. So it is Golden. They have Golden. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. Okay. Yeah, so they got a nice little pass rush you got to deal with. And then you got to deal with Buddha coming and, and things like that. So it's going to be a really good game. Measuring stick, stick type game. All right, let's jump into the phone lines. I got Shavance and Ohid on the line. And then we will hit the film room and take a look at some of the things that it's really a drive. I'm going to talk about the drive of the game. In my opinion, we're going to do it live. Um, and what I thought set up the Dallas Cowboys for a stopping of the Washington football people. So let's jump to the phone lines very quick. Good morning. Oh, how are you doing? Man, I'm honored. I didn't realize I was going to be first on the hit parade this morning. I, I really missed getting to talk to you yesterday. I spent yesterday morning in the doctor's office trying to get ahead of this uh, garbage, but the good news is I was negative for COVID and negative for the flu. There we I just go. got a good old-fashioned upper respiratory yuck, and the doctor loaded me up on some antibiotics, and I'm, I'm, I'm making a comeback. Um, the, I, I really wanted to party with you all yesterday, you know, have a good time over the uh, Sunday night slaughter of the Washington, whatever the hell they are. Um, the um, the one thing I was trying to be so smart about is, you know, Terrence Steele, you know, the lineman's dream, you know, getting a, a, one of the big boys, one of the big uglies to yeah. get a catch, getting to catch a touchdown pass, but he didn't do it. Uh, it wasn't a tackle eligible. He lined up as a tight end on that play. So technically, yeah, he's number 78, but he was lined up as a receiver, and he was an eligible receiver. So, And then they said, well, the last one to do that was 1968, Rayfield Wright. I went, oh, oh hold, hold him up, hold him up. This is the old man talking history, and you don't like me when I get off into one of those. But I was at that game in the Cotton Bowl in 1968 when Don Meredith threw to Rayfield Wright, who was wearing number 85. He was still a tight end when he caught that pass. And that was the last time uh, a quote-unquote offensive lineman made a touchdown. So apparently, yeah, technically, the Cowboys don't have that. Uh, but, you know, a lot of people don't know that Rayfield, before he became Big Cat, number 70, he was he was drafted, uh, brought, came in as a tight end and uh, was number 85. And then Landry saw the he didn't need another tight end, and he saw the potential. Rayfield was 6'6", whatever, 235 at the time, and back in those days – you know, you could play tackle at 250, which is Landry put 15 pounds on him, and he became, you know, Hall of Famer uh, for years. And um, anyway, 
a lot of stuff people don't really care about. That's that's just going back into history. But I'm just grateful that my brain still remembers stuff like that. Uh, as far as what you were talking about with Tyron, it's it's really a you know it's a fifty fifty deal. Um, could you know could Elsie or Terrence out there on the left side handle Chandler Jones? I don't know. Are they going to move Chandler around like we do with uh, Micah? Don't know. Um, but here's the deal. We have to take care of our business regardless of who comes in the door. We've got to beat the Cardinals. We've got to beat Philly. And then we have to hope as far as the number one seed goes, we've got to pray that either Minnesota can sneak up because Minnesota has a little bit of a mojo over Green Bay. They beat them this year once already. So that's a possibility. And look what the Lions a few weeks ago did to the Cardinals. They came out of nowhere and beat the Tar out of the Cardinals, which nobody expected. And that history could repeat itself. So, you know, yeah, Green Bay's got an easy road. Our road is much more difficult the last two games. But we got to take care of us sure. and not yeah. worry about not worry about what everybody else is. If we come in number two, we still get at least one home game. That's uh, yeah. That's what we got to be Bay, playing for here, man. We, we yeah. even if and we if don't Green get Bay, number one, number two is still in play. Well, and see if if we beat the Cardinals, we still help elevate the Rams to the West. Uh, you know, they clinch the West, and and we still maintain that three three game or three team tie. Yeah, we stay in which second puts place. Us in number two. If somebody else falls out, we will drop, and Tampa Bay has a head-to-head over us, obviously. Well, if the the only only someone else that could drop is the Rams. If the Rams lose and Tampa wins, then the three-way tie is gone. So you need the Rams to win, the Cowboys to win. It doesn't matter what the Bucs do. If the Bucs lose, that's perfect. Yeah. Well, it's it's a weird thing if you're you're a three-way tie – we're up there, but yep. if it's a two-way tie, we, we're down. But, right. you know, we can't worry about that. We could have taken care of this a long time ago by beating Denver or by, by outlasting the Raiders, and we would be tied for number one seed right now. Actually, we would be the number one seed because we hold all the tiebreakers against Green Bay. Yeah, yeah. So, if it know, were the if fifth, we were, if we were, we'd all be drunk. We were 12-3. Yeah. and three. We're only but, here. You know, here. If, if wishes and – if hips and butts were wishes and nuts, we'd all have a Merry Christmas. So, you know, I'm just going to leave it with you right now and, and, and kick back and listen to everybody. And y'all have a great day. And as always, enjoy what you're doing. I listened to my brother Marcus yesterday, lay blessings on you like he always does. That, to me, is a good way to start the week. So if he's listening, you know, thinking about your brother and uh, everybody else we enjoy listening to. But you guys have a great week. And just, you know, keep keep the positive vibes going because we need to we need to finish this season strong and uh, hopefully you know somebody else can help us out in the long run but listen have a great week brother we'll talk to you later thank you Ohi. appreciate you very always up here let's get Shavance and Reek and we gonna hop into the into the into the uh you know the film room what's up uh Shavance? hey how's it going Scott I'm good man how are you oh uh, relieved Relieved. Finally got to see our offense that I knew could do it, but finally got to see our offense yeah, you need to see it. come back again. And, oh, God, I can breathe. Like, my chest was tight. I was getting anxiety. Oh, so much better now. Now I got – now what I have is butterflies and excitement. 
because I see the trajectory of this team. And uh, I think you talked about it earlier. Unfortunately, I couldn't hear that uh, clip you played because I was on the phone and it didn't come through. But the, um, uh, the first word, the with whole thing Stephen about, Jones? yeah, okay. yeah. I don't know. Was there? Can you recap that? Was that? Yeah, he, he he basically said, "I'm fired up and optimistic that Tyron Smith will play this year. I'm sorry, will play this week." Um, because they asked him about, "Hey, you know, you got an injury prone Hall of Famer. What do you do in the off season?" And Stephen was saying, "I'm not really looking at the off season. I'm I'm in the now, right now, and and I think he can play this. Yeah, this week. That's a good. That was a good answer. Because the the real answer is, I mean, I love the dude. Plays great." What good is a blindside tackle, though, that misses half the games on a regular basis? Yeah, it's time to – to. I mean, they it's, might have addressed it's, it's it. Rough. It's rough. It's rough. Like Josh I said, Ball. I like the guy. They, they, we'll see. You know, Josh Ball yeah. might be their guy next year. We'll see. Uh, what you said earlier about what we were talking about, the defense and not having a defense like this. I mean, how many years? Uh, 16, 14, whatever year it was, no. we have this offense and we kind of have like a middling defense. We have not seen anything like this in a long time. And if this offense comes to life like it did in that game, tweet. oh, my God. I'm going to find this tweet oh from, my um, God, bro. from Brad Shea. And uh, I'd, I'd rather than him sit him because it, it doesn't sound like he's ready. I think we can do well enough. We play anywhere near as good as we did against Washington. We'll beat the Cardinals. And um, we need to win these two games. Yo, Eagles! Eagles think they have a chance because they beat they beat up on the Giants. <laughs> a chance at what? The playoffs? I mean, I sure, wait. they got a chance at the playoffs, I guess. But division's done. I think they got. They think they think they have a chance at Week Seventeen. I'm yeah. like, I don't care if we don't start our starters. You don't have a chance Week Seventeen, bro. Like, stop. I mean, if <laughs> no. we if we got to run Cooper Rush out there with Cedric Wilson and Noah Brown, they might got a shot. <laughs> Just they might got a shot. Cooper, they're, Cooper they're going to be Rush playing like, for some. Cooper Rush will light them up. Um, but I just I feel like this whole team is clicking. Uh, the whole now it becomes like who do you rest? How long do you play them? Yada yada. You know, with the last obviously this next game you're probably going to play all your starters as long as oh, you can. Oh, for sure. But um, and then week seventeen, you know, uh, that is a conference game, and like you said, number two seed. Number two seed means that. If anyone else plays us in the playoffs, we're the home team, except for Green Bay. Well, if they get knocked out, then we're the home team in the championship game, too. Yep. So the number two seed is just as important. I agree. Um, and we'll never get the number one seed if we don't win out. Obviously, uh, I think the best chance of Green Bay losing uh, went right by. Darn, I can't believe they didn't get that two-point conversion. <laughs> two-point conversion, but, um, penalties. Yeah. No, I'm – yeah, the no, I'm talking about uh, Ravens. The Ravens went for two at the end of that game against Green Bay. They could have beat them. I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, I was so upset. Anyway, no, I, uh, I'm i excited, and I I just see nothing but greatness. Yo, I wanted to ask you, I, I, I was trying to find it. Uh, apparently, Michael Parsons had a post-game interview a few weeks back, and they said with something like with six games left, uh, how do you plan on? And he goes, oh, I think you mean nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he, he, he's done that a few times. Yeah. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I couldn't find it. I was trying to look it up. I love it. Yeah, and Michael's I think piece. he knows something we don't. I love it. Anyway, stay up, stay up, Cowboys Nation. 
Finally, be happy, be relaxed, and be excited because we are going places. Indeed, bro. Appreciate you, fans. He he brought up the defense, and there was a tweet that Brad Sham at I saw this morning or it was yesterday, one of the two, and it kind of echoed a little bit of what I was saying about I don't think I've ever seen a defense like this in my 20-some, 30-some years watching the Dallas Cowboys. I don't think I've seen that. And this is what Brad Sham said. It's Amy. It's what Brad Sham said. Just musing, we might be looking at the most dynamic Dallas Cowboys defense in more than 40 years. This dude is going way back now. Uh, Haven't checked the stats. They don't mean anything. Disruptors, playmakers, game records. I think you have to go back to 77, 78 Super Bowl teams. And that's for you, O-Hit. If you want to list off the entire roster, please don't do that. I was just kidding. Um, <laughs> list off the entire roster from 77, 78. But, again, no disrespect to the 90s teams, and I will not put them in the 90s category until they win the Super Bowl. They got to win a Super Bowl before you do that. But from that point on, haven't had a defense like that. We just haven't. Like this, I mean. Like the one we got right now. Dynamic. I love that word. Uh, athletic, obviously, fast, aggressive. One of my tweets yesterday was, I'm watching this this game, running it back, and I'm sitting here saying, if I'm an offensive coordinator, I kind of got to be a little bit squirmy in how physical the Dallas Cowboys were playing on defense every snap. Like, even if they got to play five yards, six yards, whatever, there was still a level of physicality and just like a pack of hyenas just attacking these guys as they're alive, right? Attacking their prey as they're alive. It's a different defense, man. This is a different defense. You know, the attitude is different. The talent level is different. And you got a head, a head coach. You got a coach in Dan Quinn who I think runs it better than anyone I've seen, not just since Wade, but maybe Bill Parcell. So I, I love what I'm seeing. Um, I'm hoping he sticks around. I know they asked him a question yesterday about a, you know, head coaching opportunities. And Dan Quinn came out and said, when I took this job, I didn't take this job thinking about the future of head coaching opportunities. I, t- I took the job to get this done. Um, and I'm hoping he, I'm hoping he doesn't go anywhere. You know, one of the questions we'll have to pose one day is Kellen, or Dan. And I listen, bro. See ya, Kellen. If I had to lose one, see ya, Kellen. I'm not losing Dan Quinn. We've had a number of different offensive coordinators and all this stuff come through here in and out. And offenses have been fine, right? You got the talent. You'll be fine. The defense is a whole different story. We hadn't had this. We got it. I want to keep it. I'm greedy. I want to keep it. All right. Uh, let me get to Regan, then we'll hop into the lab. What's Yo, going, going Regan? What you got for us this morning, bro? Cool and cool and what's up, Sky? Good. Uh, Cowboy Nation, stand up. Yo, man, we in the window circle. Window circle, uh... Yo, hit that like button, subscribe, share, all that good stuff with Sky, man. Show this brother some love, man. Uh, all I got to say is, man, we 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 is we on the mission. And I, I see I see what is what's, what's going on. They they playing unconscious football all the way around the all the way around the board. And now that we're seeing things coming into form, I'm not scared of anybody. I feel like we can take down anybody because okay. this from what I've been seeing, uh, Aaron Rodgers is 100%. Step on his damn foot, 
He might be out. That's what I'm saying. I ain't wishing nothing bad on nobody, but I'm just saying that dude looked a little hobble to me. <laughs> he was, you know what I mean? He was coming up limping. And, and uh, look, Rick, when he was coming up limping, I had flashbacks of 2014, and then you know how those little dream. I'm like, wait a minute, er, this ain't 2014. Mm-hmm. Yesterday's price ain't today's price. This pass rush mm-hmm. is completely different. There's not Jeremy Mincy trying to run you down on a third and eight mm-hmm. and you get a pass off over on Orlando Scandrick. This is Michael mm-hmm. Parsons and Neville Gallimore, Randy Gregory, Demarcus Lawrence, all these boys chasing after you on one leg. You you better you better get healthy. You better get healthy, A Rod, because mm-hmm. you're gonna need all ten toes. Yeah, he, he definitely is. And who's to say he's gonna have all ten toes by the time these playoffs start? That's why they gotta win. That's why they they yeah. want to win that number one. That number one keep that number one seed so bad, just so this dude have a week off. You know what I mean? Just, uh, to rest on that foot. And I and I hope whoever playing them next, uh, the Vikings and Detroit, do not let him slide. I don't care. Hit him. And, and that's what I kept saying the whole season with Tom Brady. Tom Brady looks human again. He is not immortal. Hit this dude. Like I don't care if you catch a. I don't care if you catch personal foul. Fit. I don't give a damn. I don't even care if somebody get ejected. Man, you hit the hell out of Tom Brady. Because you once you hit the hell out, now he complaining. He's crying. He's on him. He uh, he cussing out coaches because he feels some type of way. Dude, this football, bro. I don't give a damn how many Super Bowls you won. You know what I mean? This is this is a contact sport. You want to be an old man in, in this game? You gonna get hit. And I and I love the way the Saints brung it to him. Yeah. And look that and then that dude looked at it and say like, Yeah, you put we we hit yeah, today. He got up, he was What's like... up? He ain't like that. Tommy ain't like that. You know what I mean? Cause he feel like he uh you know, we know you the goat, but dude, just cause you royalty don't mean you the crown can't hit the ground a couple times, bro. It, we, it ain't gonna make it easy. Don't mean the crown can't hit the ground. I like that yeah. one, Rick. I like that. Yeah, one. man, and, and and that and that's my thing. When they, when dudes diving at these dudes' feet, they they some they they change the game plan changes. Yeah, and that's the way I want the Cowboys to play. I don't want us to ease up on the throttle. Let's keep going all the way through the playoffs. I mean, all the way to the playoffs and turning and keep turning it up. Yeah, my whole thing is like this, man. I just hope we don't get complacent. And I'm gonna be honest with you. I kind of believe, like, them dudes was holding some of their stuff back now. Cause just how, just because how Dak played last week, I could tell he hasn't been trying to show the wheels off like that. Like, you know, he like he's trying to save the wheels cause he gotta, in this case he got to use the wheels in the playoffs. And, and they think he won't run the ball. I peeked that about him. You know how I feel saying, about that. I think that came from above. Yeah. I think Dak is low-key. Well, he did, and I actually am going to highlight that in, in the highlight package here. I think Dak running over the last three weeks, because it's been three weeks he's he's been kind of taking off. Well, two of the three weeks, both of them against Washington. Um, I think that's just him making the obvious play. But it's clear as day. The front office doesn't want him running, and I think it's it's a detriment. They need to allow him to move because he can, as long as, long as he's smart about it, you can get positive plays from it. And I'll show that later. Yeah, because I, I get it. I get it. They try to keep him upright. All the way to these playoffs, and then when the playoffs come, hey man, we gotta take these shackles off. Go, go yeah, win us the game. Yeah, you know what I mean. And, and, and that's my whole thing. And I'm kind of happy that they let Zeke kind of uh, muscle his way through his injuries because he he looked a little bit better last week. He looked a little bit better, 
and the offense looked better. You know what I mean? Way better. But like I said, man, like I'm saying, man, we just got to stay focused, stay humble. Uh, none of that glisten, uh, glamour crap we used to do back in the great back in the day. I don't care about that. I can see this team as a family. They tight knitted, and man, I, I hate to mess with a, a deep family because them them dudes unprotectable. You you don't want to mess with a pack of wolves. Mm-mm. They gonna tear you apart. Mm-mm. But, nah, this defense different. Hey man, man I'm enjoying the ride, and I just, I just want to keep I just want to keep this thing going. And I love the face, the 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 silence of all these other teams. I don't hear all that junk no more yeah, about these Cowboys. Man. They they kind of they fear us now, and I like that. I want to keep that. But uh, I right, Cowboy Nation, I'm, I don't mean to hold their, hold the line up. Nah, but I'm gonna good, get Rick. with y'all. Peace. Appreciate you, Rick. Yeah, I let me take this away. We talked about this, I think Monday, right? There's really, if you want to call it teams, whatever, two teams, but essentially just two players that are on my list a rod and tom Brady. that's no disrespect to to the rams no disrespect to the cardinals like whoever the cowboys got to play you got to respect them they could easily lose that's it's football it's playoff football it happens um but i truly believe team for team pound for pound dallas is up there with anybody anybody in the league but we're just talking nfc right because you may have to face somebody else over there. You get to the bowl. But just the NFC. It's A-Rod and it's Tom Brady. Like, those are the dudes, in my opinion, that are going to beat you. It's not going to be A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones, in my opinion. It's not going to be uh, uh, the Bucks defense or the Packers defense, in my opinion. It's going to be A-Rod or Tom Brady. So, the great equalizer, the great neutralizer is a pass rush. I just think Dallas has that. And I think they have playmakers at every level and it's going to be tough. Like it's going to be tough on those, on those quarterbacks, in my opinion, no matter where they play, but I'd, I'd much rather it be at home. And I'm going to show you why I'd rather it be at home. He talked about the offense getting back together and things like that. I wanted to say this, but I didn't want to interrupt him. It is what it is with Kellen. Kellen is the clearest day a home and in a way offensive coordinator. You know how we get on my man, uh, who is it? Amari Cooper? Ah, he can't play on the road. He doesn't do this and this and this on the road. That's that's a stigma that's been following Amari Cooper. I think that should now be placed on Kellen Moore. It is clear. It is it is abundantly clear. And I think Mike McCarthy even kind of hinted at that without, I think by accident. That yeah, at home we do we do a little bit of things differently, and like I said, the guest I'll have later, I'll, I'll ask him more about that um, to get his professional opinion on it. But that's just what I'm seeing. I feel like on the road, completely different OC as opposed to at home. We do things a little bit more differently, more up tempo. Um, just, just just some things are different at home, and I just believe that 100. Uh, percent All right, look, let's hop into the lab, get your drinks. Get what you got to get. Give me about 30 seconds, and we'll come back, and we'll jump into this film room and look at, in my opinion, the drive of the game against the Washington football weird people. Where else you want to go? Don't nobody do it like us, bro. Oh, my goodness. We beat the brakes off y'all. Whoop that trip. 
Game Day Live was lit last week, man. Make sure y'all come through this week. Uh, home game against the Arizona Cardinals. All right. Let's get into it. This is the drive of the game for me, and it was the second drive of the uh, first quarter. And the reason why I think this was the drive of the game because it, again, was kind of indicated what was going to happen the rest of the way. You had Dak running. You had Zeke getting off in the ground game. And you had the passing game attacking that too-high shell. Uh, and you had some strategic kind of setups that Kellen Moore did. So let's just go right off the bat. And they come out here in the second, first play of the second drive. 11 personnel under center. They pull the right tackle, and they get a hat on a hat. Just a really good uh, play here. Really good gain. And I think these pulls were extremely successful against not only Washington, but against the Giants. I think they need to continue to do this. Maybe this is something that the Cowboys can fall back on. Uh, but look at this hat on a hat. You got an alley. Just a great pull. When you get these two boys out here, I mean, I love to see it. There were legitimate people that said, you know, 71, Lyle Collins was, you know, you can't pull anymore. He proved y'all wrong in this game. Got a nice alley. Zeke cuts it up. Gets a big game. Now, that tackle kind of scared me a little bit, but nonetheless, it worked. They come out again. 11 personnel set. This time, shotgun. They pull right. Now, I want you to look at 86 and 52, but right now, look at 86. It's a good down block, gets to the second level, and gets, boom, hat on a hat, opens up the lane. That's just that's just really damn good blocking. And we get on Dalton Schultz a lot in space, but I tell people on Twitter a lot, Dalton Schultz in a phone booth has been fine as a blocker. And check out number 52 with a pancake. Connor Williams with a pancake. Sit down, son. Great run. The pulls were working, ladies and gentlemen. I counted six pulls with the first team offense, and they had a successful run five times, and they had averaged over four yards per carry, and they got a, uh, a touchdown later in the first half on these pulls. So I think those things are successful, and it's something that Kellen Moore should continue to run until teams show that they can stop it. I mean, week in, week out, not necessarily game and uh, down and down out, but week in, week out. And this is just Dak taking what the defense gives you. 19 on a quick out. Now, I want y'all to take a look at this because we got about six on this play. But I want y'all to take a look at this over route. This route came back into play later on. They came back and ran the same play. And I believe they probably saw on the sideline that C.D. Lamb got open back here. Now, open, he made a nice throw the last time, the second time that this route was developed. But this is a play. This is one of those cover two type beaters that you see. So, okay, I'm going to come back to it. But. Uh, I want you to keep that in mind if you go back and watch the game because they did come back and got it. But this is just taking what the defense gives you and they cover two. When they're going to play all this shell, you're just going to get get some yak. 86 had eight receptions, eight targets, and he was just money. Last two weeks, he's been money. If you continue to utilize Dalton Schultz in the middle of the field and move the chains, you'll get to the red zone. You run the ball, you'll get to the red zone, and you can take your shots. Your shots don't have to be all game. They'll be there. Now, this is what Reek was talking about here is Dak using his legs. Nothing's there. Got seven back in, in coverage, only three out in a route. Goes, gets up, gets six or seven yards. I mean, that's what that's all we've been wanting from Dak. That's all we've been wanting from Dak. Step back, nothing's there. Find a lane and get you about six or seven yards. Turn up field. 
Get down second and three. That's what you want. Now, this is where Kellen Moore started to set up the Washington football people. Y'all know I call this the green zone. It's not quite the red zone, but it's across the 50. I feel like the Cowboys can be extremely deadly in this area because they have the weapons to do so. And they start to set up Washington. There's a trips right. I mean, just look at this trips right is going to happen throughout the rest of this drive. And they're going to get an offside. They're going to try to drop back. I think it's eight in coverage. And because of the four verts, somebody has to commit to one of these wide receivers and it's going to leave a window open. Dak finds the window. It's Amari Cooper. Great catch. Great throw. First down. Even though it was an offside, free play. That's what you want. You want to put pressure. You want to strategically attack that cover too. And you can tell that the Cowboys did that a lot in this first half. They came out completely different in how they attacked this cover too than they did uh, the first go round. Here we go again. Trips right. One, two, three. Quick strike. Just they're gonna get a quick strike to uh, Dalton Schultz here. Get a couple yards. Get up there on second and goal. Uh, this was after the fumble, but again, just trips right, setting them up, getting them ready for what eventually is a really good play call, in my opinion, for the touchdown. Really good drive right here by, by everyone, by Kellen, execution, all that. And here we go again. Trips right. It's a design rub now. You're going to get a flood to the left with Lamb, Cooper, and uh, Michael Gallup, and that's going to open up this entire right side, and you'll have number 21, Ezekiel Elliott, wide open due to that natural rub on the cornerback, I believe, number 31, who was had no idea what to do here. This is man-on-man. Okay, he sees it. He can t- he knows that it's man on man, but then he gets shook once he gets in traffic. Here comes the traffic. <laughs> he just stops, doesn't know what to do. Maybe thinks that he's going to pick it up, and you're going to get a wide open touchdown from Ezekiel Elliott. So in this possession, you got a lot of what I think was was going on throughout the entire game. They established tempo early in this game to get out this slump. They were efficient in the run game. We talk about this a lot on this channel. I don't care if the run game is, is going to get me 150 yards. This team has a ton of passing weapons, and I get why they want to get these guys involved. I just need this run game to be efficient. Because if it's efficient, you'll get the play actions, right? You'll get guys moving. You'll get guys respecting uh, the run. And then Dak using his legs for easy yards. You'll also get uh, safeties and corners and linebackers having to play Dak honestly if he's going to run the rock. And he did that. He did it twice in this game. At a 13-yard game, which was the longest of the uh, the evening. And then they attacked the shell strategically. And a lot of them attacking that shell strategically had to do with him. <laughs> had to do with Amari Cooper, getting him involved early. Doesn't matter if it's you know a, a short, intermediate, or deep route. They got Amari involved at all levels of the field. And what did that do? It opened up things for C.D. Lamb. It opened up things for Michael Gallup. He had two catches for 50-something yards. It opens up things in the passing game. All right? So I think this was one of those games where it was without a doubt a slump buster of a night. Now, you'll get a lot of people, like I said before, who are going to say, oh, well, it's the Washington football people. I don't care. I, I, I didn't care going into the game. I don't care coming out of it. It never was about who they played. It was about how they played the last three games, period. 
And if you can see that ball go into the hoop, that's all that matters. That truly is all that matters. They definitely got their confidence back. Uh, in my opinion, Dak got his confidence back. I think Kellen on, at home got his confidence back and how he wanted to dial it up. There was a ton of more uh, cover two beaters that happened in this game. Tempo was established. There was more pulls. Like I said, I counted six pulls from the offense, and five of them were uh, were good plays, were productive, successful runs, four-plus yards per carry, and then they scored a touchdown, obviously, to Ezekiel Elliott. So take away who they played and just look at how they did it. If the Cowboys can come out here and do these things at home, I don't think there is an offense that can keep up. And I don't know that there's a defense. I mean, maybe San Fran, maybe the Rams can give you some trouble because they have Aaron Donald and then Jalen Ramsey on the back end, things like that. But for four quarters, I I can't see that happening. I can't see a team for four quarters containing this style of offense throughout the day. All right, I appreciate y'all hanging tight and rocking with me through that. It's tough because I'm under the weather, so I had to get through it. I'm hearing myself all nasally, so I appreciate that uh, as I went through that drive of the game. All right, I did have Los on the line. Los, you didn't get a chance to see the drive of the game, but you heard what I had to say, man. How you feeling? You must be feeling bad. Los, you there? <laughs> Los going once. Lowe's going twice. Oh, my bad. My oh, bad. oh, oh. Yeah, you was about to be sold, yeah, man. My, my bad, my bad. Uh, sorry about yesterday, man. I was just trying to make you laugh yesterday. Oh, you <laughs> did, man. Trust me. You definitely made me laugh. I couldn't understand a word you said, but I was laughing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, how, that's how, like, my my uncle sounds when he's drunk. I don't know, some, some cute, you know, 12 bottles. But anyways, uh, from... From Atlanta to this Sunday night, I mean, Jesse, your partner said it best. I mean, I think what established our offense was getting Amari Cooper going. Right. Because I think from that Denver game all the way to this game, I think he had only like 13 targets. To this game, he had seven. And oh, whoa, whoa, they all whoa, whoa. have the ability. No, 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 no. He didn't have 13 targets from Denver to now. That that would be a, that would be a travesty. He just wasn't targeted as much. Gotcha. Yeah, like I don't. I, sorry, I put thirteen. You know, like I don't. I wouldn't sit there. My bad. But I forget what number exactly. I forget from which game to which game. But it was like a very low number. Oh, the last but, couple uh, games, it, you had that, two receptions, five receptions, two receptions. That's not. It's not enough for your guy. Exactly, and we all and we all forget that Amari before he came to Dallas. You know, this offense wasn't you know clicking as much. So I think his ability and. CDs and Gallup all have the ability to change the game. We just got to establish them early and often, which, you know, it establishes the run game as well. I mean, from my notes, Zeke looked healthier from me watching the game, and Pollard is still Pollard. I mean, you keep you put him in space with blocking, he's going to put it on the ground, and he's going to get you some yak. So, and from, from, from the play action from under center and the rollouts, I think Dak has looked way better this game than anything. I think he was putting the the ball on the money. I think for I think he was like twenty one for twenty three at one point. Oh yeah, and he, I he, mean twenty one for twenty two prior to that jump ball he threw to Michael Gallup in the red zone. I mean he was he was on fire. He was he was taking what they were given, 
giving him and, and not making the kind of the boneheaded decision, which he wasn't making a ton of those early. It was mostly late in the game he happened to make those boneheaded decisions. Um, but yeah, I thought he played. I thought he played great, man. He was sharp. Exactly, and that's that guy I know. And we all forget that his rookie year, he went a toe to toe with Aaron Rodgers without this defense we have. I mean, so like I, I mean, he ain't scared of Aaron. We shouldn't be scared of Aaron. I'm, I mean, you, like the other guy said, you step on his toe, he just might cry. I mean, who knows? But um, point is, we have something special in Dallas, and I'd expect us to, you know, keep it going. We have the potential to be great. Let's go be great and get that Lombardi back trophy back home. And that's all I have to say, Sky. I'm going to get my celebration going since it's my birthday today. Hey, happy birthday, man. Thanks, man. Peace. No problem, brother. Appreciate you. A lot of birthdays this month, man. A lot of of y'all December babies up in this building, man. A lot of y'all December babies. Let me hop back into the chat here. Uh, What we got? Man... Dominique Fox, D. Shift said, Foxworth said, Dak ain't afraid of the dark. He was born in the dark. <laughs> it was born in the dark. You merely adopted it. Huh? I was molded by it. One man say, by the time I saw the sun, I was blinded. I love it, man. I love it. Anytime I can get me a dark night reference in, I love it. Damn right. Dak ain't. Dak has played like Lowe said, like maybe Dominique Foxworth might have said. Dak's played against these big boys. Tom Brady went toe-to-toe. Aaron Rodgers went toe-to-toe, right? Some other Super Bowl quarterbacks went toe-to-toe. Uh, it ain't Dak I'm worried about in these games. That's one. That's for sure. That's for sure. Um, it's that quarterback that he's playing. But if I got this defense, they better be worried about this defense. If Aaron Rodgers ain't got 10 toes, he better be worried about this defense. If Tom Brady... Doesn't have his weapons. He better be worried about this defense. That's all I'm saying. My lady hate when I do the the Bane reference. (laughs) She said, don't start. Yeah, sorry. They got me started. I'll probably be walking around here sounding like Bane for the rest of the day, y'all. I'm just just letting you know. So you could thank D-Shift for that one. You could thank D-Shift for that one. (laughs) Tim said... Hey, week one, uh, Dak told Brady, we will see you again. He did. He de- he absolutely did, and that's very possible. It's very possible, the way this thing is moving. Uh, Terry said, when Dak is involved in the running game early, he gets his rhythm, and rhythm of the offense obviously runs through Dak. I just, I mean, I just want to see him involved because I think it, it puts added stress on opposing defenses, right, on defense coordinators, on the linebackers, and on down. If I got to worry about that. And then if they go into it saying, ah, I'm not worried about that. And then he, and he busts off a couple of these runs. A cut, look, listen, I didn't show them all, but he ran the ball about three or four times. And at least three of those four times, there were successful positive gains. And one of them was a 13 yarder. So I think it was Dave Hellman who said this. Dak Prescott can literally have a four carry 23 yard day. And you might say that ain't nothing. Well, all four of those carries could technically be a first down. It could be second and five. He scrambles for five. It could be third and two. He scrambles for three. It could be uh, second and eight. He scrambles for six, right? And then you get a first down on third and two. So he doesn't need to be flamboyant and getting in all these yards. He just needs to be what? And it's the word of the year for me, efficient. 
get caught up in how the offense was playing earlier in the season. And again, I mean, I get it. We didn't expect the defense to be what it is now. We didn't, we didn't think it would be this damn good. We figured it'd be better. The defense is so damn good. I don't need you offense to go out here and do too much. I just need you to be efficient, both on the passing game and on the ground. And I, and I think it'll make the opposing defense's job that much hard, team's job, really, that much more difficult moving forward. Uh, CJ said, I'm December babies and messing up Christmas. <laughs> Flo said, watching Green, or people watching Green Bay, that toe isn't slowing down the way Aaron Rodgers plays. Stop overvaluing that injury. Listen, he's getting up hobbled. That's all I'm saying. He better not get up hobbled against this defense. Respect the bad man, Flo. It ain't nobody scared of that bad man. I'm going to respect him because he Aaron Rodgers. I respect him more than anybody in the NFC. But, yeah, I'm watching him. I'm watching him win 24-22 against the, uh, what are they called? The Browns. I'm watching him eke out a victory against against the Baltimore Ravens. So, yeah, I'm watching him. I'm watching him. They're the Packers, you know. They're, They're a good team. There's no dominant team in this league. If you want to keep it a bean, the Cowboys probably been the most dominant. Four 40-point victories, a 56-point game. They have the second highest average margin of victory in the league, I think behind KC, I want to say. So, you know, ain't too many dominant teams. I wouldn't go out, I wouldn't go out and say there's been one, but if I had to put that word on someone, the Cowboys have been that dominant team more often than not in regards to how they're beating guys and how they were beating guys earlier in the year, too. So, yeah, you better come with those 10 toes, A-Rod, because you're going to need them. You're going to be running around against this damn defense. That's for sure. D-Shift said, perfect gear to play the villains. And I feel like that's what they do. I feel like this defense is playing the villains for real, for real. And I love it. TC said, you know what, Sky? I don't even care about that number one C. I hope we meet Rodgers in Green Bay. Well, I hope we meet him in Dallas, but I mean, I'm with you. If you don't get it, whatever. Think about it for a second. Not a single soul in Cowboys Nation is going to be upset going to play in an, in an NFC championship game for the first time since 1995-96. I don't care where it's at. It could be on the moon, fam. It could be on the moon. It could be in Jupiter. I'm good. I'm going to be hype. They're going to be hype. And we got a defense that travels. And we got a defense that travels. So y'all, y'all giving out, D-Shift is giving out villain comparisons. He says Pollard's Two-Face. Uh-huh. So we go in D.C. A Marvel guy myself. I like D.C. I'm a Marvel guy myself, but, but I play alone. Pollard's Two-Face. Okay. Paul said, how can defenses stop Dak running and wide receivers plus the running backs? Dude, the answer is you can't. Like if, and that's why I want them implemented. And I'm hoping they do that in the playoffs, man. The read option, even some RPOs, not a ton, but some RPOs. But the read option, I think, is definitely there in the red zone, in that green zone. Easy yards. Easy yards. We'd love to get them back involved. Triple D said this defense is straight goons. I'm with you, man. I'm with you, bro. I, I'm, I'm trying to tell you. If I was a defensive coordinator, I'm sorry, offensive coordinator, I don't even put on that game. Like, if I'm preparing for the Dallas Cowboys, don't put on that Washington game. Because 
it looked like a, a, just a pack of, like y'all said, lions, hyenas, whomever, out in the safari, roaming around, squad deep, hungry for three and a half quarters. In the fourth quarter, they were playing back now, right? Three and a half quarters, just hungry, not letting up, physical. I didn't get a chance to break down, you know, take little parts from the defense and, and show you guys. Maybe we'll do that tomorrow. But there were some plays, like I said, even when they had positive gains, that these boys were putting offensive linemen on their ass. These boys were physical with the wide receivers. These boys were hitting. All right. You better block it up. I'm telling you right now, you better block it up. That's all I'm saying. Uh, D-Shift says, oh, he did Batman villains. Okay. Okay. Cash says, uh, we got 11, a potential defense player of the year, seven digs. I take your ball for lunch. Yeah. The playmakers at all three levels, and that's what I love about this defense, y'all. Dan Quinn is gambit. He's always playing the right card. Keep him coming. Keep him coming. I like that one. I like that one. Uh, real quick, I forgot to get a couple uh, super chats, and then I got my guy Drummer Cam on the horn. Uh, my bad, y'all. I'm going to get back to these super chats. There were a couple, and I don't like to leave y'all out when that happens. All right, here we go. I got Triple D just dropped a super chat. Appreciate you, brother. Appreciate you. Super chat. Uh, he says, tell him, Sky, if, uh, if it is this cheese on the moon, bring your crackers, because it's cheese up there, too. Super chat. Tom Downey burner account earlier said, is there a list of players who haven't had uh, the C-19 yet, man? We know that we know, we know there are. I don't want to say that name and speak it into existence because if that happens, a little bit worried. Uh, and then earlier Eagles are trash donated $2 Super chat. and said, Eagles are still trash. God, I love Eagles are trash. Appreciate you, man. Drummer Cam, man. Love to hear from you, Drummer Cam. What's up, brother? Hey, Sky, how's it going, man? I'm good, man. I'm good. How are you on this NFC East Division <laughs> Championship week? Ooh, it's feeling great, man. It's it's feeling real good. Um, I have to tell you, though, like when we talk about Kyle playing Kyle Murray and then even, you know, eventually if we do end up playing Green Bay, like I'm not scared, not just because the defense is playing great, but when you look at what, like Kyle Murray, Kyle, Kyle Murray especially does this, and and then when you looked at our previous Green Bay games, Aaron Rodgers, they extend plays, and they do the rollout, and they're rolling out, and they're waiting, and they're waiting for a guy to get open, and then they launch the ball, and those additional times, like Dan Quinn even talked about that additional time that you've got to make up that is over five six seconds, right? When you have the defense and the D line that we do, and especially when you have Micah Parsons, and as fast as he is and as quick as he can get to these QBs. Not only that, you still got D-Law and Randy Gregory coming from the edge. I'm sorry, game over. Like, what? I, I'm not even scared. Not right. I mean, What are you doing? I'm, I'm Drummer Cam, I think offensive coordinators are, are more scared than, than, than we should be. Right? I hate to use that term scared. You know me. I can't stand the word scared because your team has been so damn good, you shouldn't be scared of nobody. But I think they should be right. more worried. Um, I mean, watching this game, Osa Digizua might not have had a crazy stat game, but I promise you, and Vach will probably show you, he has, he beat the offensive guard three times in this game so fast, he disrupted the play before it even could begin. Um, Neville Gallimore, 
is just this one tech, three tech mash of a big meat. It's the meatball rolling ball dude who is hard to move, and he's just throwing your center into the ground. D Ware, Demarcus Lawrence. I'm sorry, uh, D Ware, D Law, and and Randy Gregory. He looked like Demarcus Lawrence with that or Demarcus Ware with that 94, bro. And then Micah Parsons all rushing the passer. It's I'm sorry, man. Your game plan is going to have to be quick stuff. You're going to have to get open yep. early because if you don't, you better hope and pray there isn't a coverage sack, right? What I mean by coverage sack, you guys know, is there's good coverage on the back end because that sack could easily turn into a strip fumble. Yep. And that's and our guys are there. and That's the thing. And it's a consistent. And it's, it's not like we saw it against this game. It's not like the offense, right? It's not like – you, oh yeah, we put a 56 points against Washington. You want to you want to like have doubt on that? No, we've seen them do this every single game, game in, game out. Thanks. This is why this is why defense travels. This is why defense makes points matter because when no matter how no matter how much of a lead or or a margin you're hanging on to, when your defense in the trenches can disrupt an offensive game plan out the gate, the damn ball just got stopped. And the guys in the backfield already about to blow up your handoff, your dive play, or whatever the hell's going on, or an RPO. You know that quarterback, especially when you got someone with, I don't know, a messed up toe that can't get away as fast as he normally does, and then you've got a guy like Micah Parsons and D-Law and Randy Gregory on top of that, or Osa or anybody else, Neville, right. when he's doing his Super Saiyan punch bull rush. I mean, dude, like. What are you going to do? Everything in this game starts in the trenches, and we have monsters in the trenches. Fuck dogs. We got monsters. It's deep. They've been upgraded. They've been upgraded. This is not, this is not just some dog, dog line. These dogs are going to get you. We are literally watching every play, waiting for who's, who's going to get in the backfield of this one, who's going to get in the backfield of this one. Literally, because you're expecting it every damn play. This ain't Nick Hayden. And, and like I always bring up Jeremy Mincy. No offense to Jeremy. If Jeremy Mincy ever listens to this, he's probably like, damn, dog, why you hate me? I don't hate you, Jeremy. You you are what you are. Uh, who was it? Nick Hayton. And, and, and there was a couple other, you know, just kind of fly-by-night defensive tackles and uh, defensive ends and George Selvies. This isn't that. This ain't that, right? Like This is a completely different animal. And I was watching the one possession because the, the last touchdown they got, End of the game. No one cares. The one touchdown they got, the Dallas Cowboys were up 21-0. This is no lie, y'all. In the first quarter, and Dan Quinn was resting, guys. He was. He was resting Demarcus Lawrence. He was resting Randy Gregory, and he was resting Neville Gallimore. And he was resting Micah Parsons. I watched that drive deliberately because I'm like, there's no way that Washington did anything to, to really march down the field, right? Well, they got that deep pass off, right? Remember that one that I feel like, I really, truly believe if KZ didn't get in the way, Trayvon Diggs was going to get the pick again. He got in the way. It is what it is. I look on the line. He's got DeMarcus. I'm sorry. He's got uh, Dorrance Armstrong, Terrell Basham, um, Osa, and Bohanna, and Hamilton constantly rotating in all the way through the rest of that drive, bro. The whole drive until they got to the red zone. And on second and third down, then he puts in 94 and 90. But I'm watching, I'm like, I noticed they only scored a touchdown when those dudes are off the field. That's it. That is impressive, yep. man. And you're going to get into the playoffs, yeah. and there's no way you're going to take all three of those guys out on the same play throughout the game. It's not going to happen. Every play, one of those dudes are going to be on the field. One, at least. Yeah. I mean, well, the, the thing is, is that he's, he's, Dan Quinn, I mean, like this whole culture thing that 
the Cowboys have been dealing and, and or, or been building on is is this you know everybody's got to step up, right? Everybody's they're they're building opportunities so other people can get opportunities, right? And Dan Quinn understands that these guys have got to get rotation in because for them to stay effective, for these guys that need more reps and others that are that are still you know getting their time in, it's on the job training like he said. So he's rotating these guys in strategically. If we get up on you, we're probably not going to see D-Law and Randy and Micah except on third down. Those dudes played less than 30 that's snaps. What that's what he did. And, and, and I bring that up because he's not going to do that in the playoffs. Like, like he's doing that no, 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 no. because we're going through this playoff stretch now. Um, he, he understands now he kind of has to monitor their snaps even more. Only when it matters, right? Like if, if the game was 7-10. Right. to 10, in the first, he's not doing that. I'm pretty sure those guys are no, no. out there. But the game was 21 nothing, so I get it. And I only bring it up to show you that the only way they move the ball, if you want to call it that, is when the best defensive players up front were out. I mean, four of them. No Neville was on that series up until the end, I think, and he might not play that entire series. No Demarcus Lawrence, no Randy Gregory, no Mike. Michael Parsons didn't play in that series at all, John McCann. Like, that's not going to no, happen in the playoffs. Seven. Yeah, when they got the seven points, yeah. Yeah, you know, was, I, I, I was think about that too. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's it, it, that's not yeah, like you said, that's not it's not going to happen in the playoffs. And that's but that's the thing is even when we need to rotate guys in, they're still shutting teams down. Our backups are still mauling guys. That's what's so amazing about this culture that that's being built in Dallas. This is something totally different than we've ever had with Jason Garrett. Not just the, on the success aspect of it, but when you look at the team. Look at these players and how they play for each other. Yeah. It's different. It's different. And that that is paying dividends already. And if that's if that is what Mike McCarthy's putting in here with his with what he's built so far with Dan and, and, and Kellen, like, I'm all for it. Let's go. This They better give Freaky Mike his credit, about, man. We're, we're about to build Super Bowl after Super Bowl after Super Bowl. That, hey. that's the culture that's the culture that he's building. That's what I see. So that's what I'm like, all right, let's do it. And it's already working. It's Mike came already in and said, first thing he said, that first day, drummer Cam, we're here to build a championship program, and I think he's doing that. Appreciate you, man. Yeah, man, take it easy. Yeah, great call, drummer. Um, let's get to 505. I think I got to start saving you, 505. This is Albuquerque. What's up? Who's up, man? You know, I was like, uh, I, I, I was listening to, uh, to the coach about my, my coffee because I give you a little around, like, uh, to, to finish because, like, I'm be honest I with listen. You. I can't, I can't hear you, buddy. Because, I, like, I've, I've listened to the coach or to the players because like I know because like every time like I listen to McCarthy McCarthy does like we need to finish like like Dagger to finish like where I, guys I, I gotta do. let you go five before I can't understand you brother uh, I'm not sure if it's the connection or whatnot, but let me get James in the building. What's up, James? Oh, oh, oh. Yeah! 
<laughs> happy holidays. Happy Cowboys. It's the season East Trap Day. What's going on? What's up, bro? How you doing? Man, doing good. I'm on. I'm on full family mode. I got. I, I hear in the background. Right here, you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, we got Mama right here. We about to be working on the fourth uh, one in the minute. You know what I'm saying? Okay, okay. Good. You know what I'm talking about? The Cowboys looking so good. I don't see why we can't already call us Sumo Champs right now. Woo. Oh, God, did you, bro? Scott, did you see the graphic that they put up? About the rotation, the number of snaps that each D lineman was getting. Yeah, that's what we were talking about with drummer Cam. I think I want to say that D Law and all those boys played under thirty snaps. So under thirty snaps, under thirty snaps, and I think we had, uh, I think we had what five, six sacks in the game. You know what I'm saying? Like I can't even. You know what? That game was such an anomaly. You know what I'm saying? We just go, we just go. You know. We're going to leave that out because, you know, when you have a team fighting themselves on their own business that they try to bring in your stadium to be cute, you know what I'm saying? That's how you know you play a championship football. That's all I'm saying. You know, we got them swinging on these stuff. The coaches that say, you want to fight somebody, go fight them. That's what the coach was saying on the sideline. They had to bring security in their locker room at halftime. Just to make sure they came out and had all their players. You know? <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Man. Hey, hey, you know, like, I, you know, we've been talking about this. We have been talking about this for so long. I, I actually went in and peeked in on some of them three four letter networks, you know what I'm saying? You know, they not giving us our credit. They talking about, oh, we, I, we don't want, we don't, I love what Marcus said. We don't want validation from the haters. Period. Ooh. Ooh. Stop seeking we validation from haters. That's good. That's good, boy. Anybody writing any vision boards for their new year, you know what I'm saying? Going into the new year, you know what I'm saying? Put that on your vision board. We don't want validation from the haters. That's what we that's what we do. We taking that all the way to the Super Bowl. Scott, I get ready. Get ready. We going to the Super Bowl, Scott. I love the energy. Bro. Going, oh, man, energy, bro. I mean because I can't see them, and I'm saying I'm saying I can't see a team when we healthy. We got all our players. Who? What defense do they got out there? They can slow us down. They can stop us. What offense do they got out there? They can drop. They can drive the ball on us. You see what I'm saying? And then we got through our injuries. Thankfully, to this point, we've gotten through all our injuries, and we got right back. You know what I'm saying? Picking up where we left off. You talking about our mentality is right. Our physicality is right. Our coaching is right. I mean, we we looking premier. You see what I'm saying? You look at the Bucks. The Bucks is going through. Oh man, these. I mean, they they're they're going into the hardest stretch because now they got to do it without their superstars. They got to put it all on the back of 40, 40, uh, 40. I don't know what, fifty years old. Yeah, you think I, don't, I don't know how old is that man. <laughs> Yeah, no, you're right, man. Listen, yeah. we, 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 we definitely we definitely manage the injuries well, and, and hopefully they continue to do that. Hopefully the COVID don't strike too well, but it's, it's all coming to form, man. It's all coming to form. But, hey, dog, I'm going to I'm gonna get to the rest of these callers, brother. Appreciate you, James. Oh, yeah. Scott, I'm going to see you this week, you know what I'm saying? We're going to be out there. Happy holidays, baby. All right, bro. I'll be easy. Cowboy Nation all the way to the top. Yes, sir. I'll see you on Sunday, man. Bye. 
Let me take a, let me take a drink real quick. All right. <clears throat> Appreciate y'all today. <laughs> Although, yes, I agree with Frankie Franchise. Come on now. Be better, chat. Be better. Be better. A couple callers ago, be better. All right? <laughs> y'all wild, man. Um, 202, what it is, what it do. Hello? Yes, sir. 202, you are live. Oh, appreciate it. Hey, thanks for taking the call. Yeah, no problem. Um, so I wanted to get your, I, want, I wanted to get your opinion on, um, with respect to Dak Prescott's, uh, Dak Prescott's performance. I was listening to uh, Brad Sham's post-game comments, and one of the observations he made regarding the offense, and, and I wholeheartedly agree with this, is that they, they uh, intentionally reduced the amount of shotgun formations that uh, they put Dak out. In other words, they increased his, taking the snaps from under center and reduced his shotgun uh, formations. And the, and the principal reason uh, basically uh, for that was because uh, I think it was Kellen Moore and Mike McCarthy believed that defenses were reading our mail pre-snap. Because when you don't have a running back behind you, you can't do play action, you can't do bootleg, you can't do, uh, I don't know, all those things that Dak does really well. I think he's a great ball handler. Did you see those and ball so, handles? I guess my question. Really good ball handling yesterday or two days ago. Oh, absolutely. I, I think Dak. I think that's an underrated part of Dak's game. He's one of the best. So my question is, do you think there's something to that? I do think Dak is a better quarterback when he has a chance to dictate to defenses because when you're in shotgun, you're not really dictating. You are dis- distributing, which is fine. Yeah. But I don't think that you're going to get peak Dak performance because you don't force defenses to respect the running back. Yeah, there's something to it. There's there's only a handful of quarterbacks that don't like play action from under center. Uh, I think Tony was one. Tony hated turning his back to the defense. Um, I want to say Peyton Man. Peyton Manning did a damn good job, but so I might be wrong with Peyton Manning. Also believe Aaron Rodgers is a guy that really doesn't like a ton of play action um, unless it's in the red zone, which he's another awesome ball handler. Um, But there could be something to that. I, for one, love under center play action. I've been asking for that for a long time, Um, more often at least. And here's the thing about it, caller. Even if the running game is not, you know, like it was the first six weeks of the year, just by nature, of you being a linebacker or a box safety, you have to step forward when you see that action. That's just how it goes. Yeah. And it, it helps, the, in my opinion, it helps protection. It helps the um, and the quarterback. So there could be something to that. Now, nowadays, you can do the pistol shotgun, though, and you can still do some RPO stuff. But Dallas doesn't run RPO. You know, that little fake put the ball, that, that ain't RPO. Okay, RPO is either literally a run, pass, option. They we're not running a ton of those things. So I, I I like the observation from Brad Sham. I'm I'm for it. More Dak Prescott under center, unless obviously you got you know your shotgun packages or what have you, uh, third downs, the second and longs, things like that. But yeah, I'm all for it, man. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Um, and then one quick thing on the defense, and I'll let you get to other callers. Uh, I definitely think this is, and I, I guess I'm probably not alone on this. 
this is definitely a Super Bowl roster. I oh, look yes. at the way, uh, I don't know if you remember, but the Dave Wanstat, Jimmy Johnson years, this was their formula, right? Multiple defensive linemen. I mean, we're talking the Russell Maryland, the Jimmy Jones, the Tony yeah, Tolbert. Tony Tolbert. The, uh, Chad Henning. I mean, you, uh, you could, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. He, he started, I think it was like 96. Okay. He, uh, by the time it got to him, though, I think the run was, ah, was basically coming to an end. But the bottom line is we literally go 10 deep on the defensive linemen. And the fact that, as you alluded to before, that they're getting less snaps out of these guys, but you're getting maximum performance. And so while other teams are getting run down and worn down, we're getting healthier and stronger. And, and here's another element. These defensive linemen are competitive with each other, and it's a good kind of competition because here's the thing. I, in my mindset, I thought D-Law, I thought, you know what, it might be over the beginning of the end for D-Law because coming off the injury, I did not expect him to be this explosive. But I totally believe him seeing that young buck <laughs> that we have in Michael Parsons. 100%. He said, you know what, <laughs> I got to set my game up, and 100%. it's infectious, and I, and I love it. One of the things I said about Micah when he got drafted was, you're going to see him elevate that linebacker room. I was wrong. He's elevating the entire goddamn defense, and you love to see it. <laughs> and I think D-Law came out and said, I had to show the youngsters I still got it, as if he's 35, 36 years old. It's like 29, 30. I don't even wow. know if he's 30 yet. But he said, I got to show the youngsters I still got it. And he's absolutely – there's no doubt in my mind, him singing – Micah eat him seeing Osa eat and him seeing uh, Neville now eat, but but Neville came back after. But him seeing Randy eat, he was like, "Yeah, I need to go get mine. You know, I need to go out there and show them that I am also an alpha in this room." And it was Trayvon Diggs who said, "Yeah, last year he was a leader, but now he a leader leader." I don't know what that means, but I know it means he more of whatever he was than last year. So <laughs> that's a good thing for Demarcus Lawrence, and now he's showing you that. I'm still that dude. And this forget who he's playing, man. This dude has been a terror since he came back. And really, he's picking up where he left off in week one. We forget week one, he made game-changing plays as well. So Demarcus Lawrence is A1, one of the best defensive uh, ends in the league, period, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. The only weak link uh, right now, other than, you know, Anthony Brown, I, I give him credit. He has come back and looked a little better. The only weak link right now, and I don't think there's much we can do about it, is Wolf Hunter. But there's no doubt in my mind, had Jabril Cox not gotten hurt, oh. I think Wolf Hunter would be on the bench. But that's a whole other uh, story. It's just, a great show, and I'll let you go, and I'll keep listening. What's your name, brother? Uh, my name's Glenn. Glenn, I'm going to set you up in here, Glenn, next time you call in. Great call, brother. Thanks. Uh, he just hit a nerve, though, Glenn. Jabril Cox, yeah. I was really looking forward to uh, Jabril Cox and Micah Parsons patrolling the middle. I really was. I, I 100% believe those boys were going to take over for Jalen Smith and LVE. I know it was. I, no, no, I was going to say that. I figured Micah was going to be the guy day one. I thought Jabril was too until I realized what they were doing with him. They were kind of inching him in slowly, bringing him up slowly, letting him develop and things like that. But by week 17, Jabril Cox would have been on that field and it would have been deadly. Um, but next year, go into the draft, get you another linebacker. Continue to keep that depth, that athleticism there. Uh, he's coming off of an ACL, so he should be back around July, August. Um, and hopefully he can get back in camp and come out, 
Jabril Cox, Michael Parsons as your linebackers next year, boy. Hmm. I, I listen. I want to speak too soon because first of all, Jabril hasn't played, right? And I did this before in 2018, when talking about LVE and Jalen Smith, and then that just kind of hit the tank. But I don't see that happening with uh, Micah. The only question, in my opinion, is how good can Jabril Cox be? All right, I think that's it, man. Yeah, great call, Glenn. Appreciate you calling in, man. Call in more often. Appreciate it. Uh, Jennifer says, the Vikings only team and Kirk Cousins stinks in prime time. What y'all talking about here? What y'all talking about here? Uh, TC915 said, even LVE played well Sunday night. You know what sucks? LVE was solid. Yeah, yeah. But this one play is just pierced in my head from Sunday night, and it's when that tight end just took off on Dallas. And LVE had my man wrapped and then unwrapped. And he just took off for another 20 yards. So I don't want to come at LVE. I know how I feel. I don't think they should resign him. I think he's, you know, just get through the rest of this year. Keep stacking games on top of each other. Because that's one thing he's not been able to do is stack games on top of each other. Just play your best ball in the postseason, LVE. If he can have his best three games of his life. Three games. Four games, potentially. Three or four games, whatever it's going to be. In the play, in the postseason, thank you, LVE. Go get your bread. Appreciate you. I think the Dallas Cowboys have put themselves in position to win. A re- Not saying he's the sole reason, but if your backup guy like LVE can now play to the level of, of a Micah, et cetera, et cetera, of these other top-tier players on defense, I mean, <laughs> good luck, offenses. Seriously, good luck. <laughs> said I said a bad word. Listen, man, we've been saying bad words on this whole thing, Sadika. Now nah, we do. All right, guys. Uh, here we go. We got a hashtag sky. I know when my man Stevie say hashtag sky, there's something important. So Jerry just refused to answer on whether teams have requested to speak to Kellen and Quinn. Today is day teams can officially reach out to other teams to request interviews for coaches for head coaching spots. I said it earlier. I'll say it again. Y'all could come for Kellen. And the reason why I wanted to bring this up, because I don't want y'all to think, oh, well, Sky, you've been on him the last five weeks, yada, yada. No, 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 this is coming off of a really good game. 56 points. 40-something of it was the, was the offense, right? Good play calls, all that good jazz. But like I said earlier, we've had a number of different offensive guys come through here over the last decade. You've got the talent. Nobody's going anywhere. This, this offense is intact. Your main players are intact. You can, you'll be fine if Kellen Moore is not on this team. I'm not saying you won't be fine without Dan Quinn, but what he's been able to do, there's not a chance I'm letting him leave this team, Jerry. I mean, if I'm Jerry Jones, going to Dan Quinn, I'm not even going to him on some a Jason Garrett type ish where yo you can be the you can be the head coach in a few years none of that flat out blank check how much you want they paying you what I'll pay you more think about it Dan do you really want to have the responsibility of having to deal with Head, the, the, the offense corner, defense corner, the special teams coach, this coach, that coach, the front office, signing players, general manager. Do you really want that? You want to live in Dallas. 
You want to be the highest paid assistant. You want to continue to have your hands all on this defense, picking whoever you want, putting them wherever you want, and do you want to build a legend? I mean, a legendary may be wrong, but I mean, let's be real. There are a lot of defensive coordinators that have become legendary because they were defensive guys. Buddy Ryan, Dick LeBeau, Jimmy Johnson, right? Like, these are legendary defensive coordinators. And in regards to Dick LeBeau and Jimmy Johnson, Dick LeBeau took a head coaching job, but for the most part, they were, they're were they known for being defensive coordinators on one team. Dan's young. He's only 50, I believe. He, he can get another shot. But can we? We haven't had that in Dallas. Think about it. The longest tenured coach we've had since Landry at any position is Jason Garrett. I would love to have our own Dick LeBeau. I would love to have our own Jimmy Johnson because you know what that does? Teams and players will say, I want to go play for you. I want Teams wanted to go play with Jimmy. Jimmy Johnson had, had amazing defenses in Philly. Team Players wanted to go play for Dick LeBeau. It puts you in positions to win. And I think Dan Quinn could do that. I told y'all before. Think about what he did in Seattle as defensive coordinator. Two years. Super Bowl, back-to-back, won a Super Bowl. Look what he's doing this year. He's only been a defensive coordinator for three seasons. Playoffs. Well, Super Bowl, Super Bowl. Can he make it another Super Bowl? So talking about it here, man, before we leave. How many teams have run on us this year? Like legitimately run on the Dallas Cowboys? I'll say two. Probably, well, Sky, they get 100 yards everywhere. Slow your horses. Denver definitely ran on us, D-Shift. Uh, and the Patriots, off the top of my head, maybe I got to go back and look, but the Patriots ran on the Cowboys. Other than that, I don't think teams have really been running on Dallas. Somebody uh, asked this question on Twitter. Well, what about those outside runs that, that the Washington football team got against the Cowboys on Sunday? I'm like, got a 10-yarder and a 15-yarder, right? In the entire game, that was the most they've got. Other than that, they averaged like 3.2 yards per carry. Or, or 2.9, I think it was, yards per carry. So, it's going to happen. You're going to get runs that go for 7, 10, 15 yards on occasion. But in totality, they shut the run game down. They did the same thing against the Saints. It wasn't the running backs. They shut them down. It was Taysom Hill. Um, in New York, they had a you know, one run got out loose. Booker, and I think that was on LVE. Uh, he got loose, but they shut that run game down. So, I'm confident in our run defense, and I said this before. I invite another team to want to run the ball all game because if that's if that's all you want to do, you better hope you can convert because if the Dallas Cowboys get up on you and you want to play this slow down game and, and you find yourself down 17 to 6, you can't keep running the ball. So, um, yeah, go ahead. I'm with it. Michael Parsons, that linebacker. I'm, I'm all for it. You know, we had this conversation with, uh, I think it was B, about the, the Vikings who lost again, by the way. Um, I'm cool. Minnesota want to come in here and try to run the ball. We, we, we shut that run game down before. But if there was a way to beat Dallas, I think you have to be efficient both in the, in the run game and in the air. And Jimmy Garoppolo, we've seen what Jimmy has done. Kirk Cousins. Uh, it's Kirk Cousins. So can you be efficient in both the run game and the pass game? 
we saw Denver be able to do that, right? Without a couple of our players. We saw the Patriots who kind of did it. Hey, he got two turnovers on that quarterback, but if you look at his efficiency numbers, he kind of was bing, 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 bing. He was kind of getting them off a little bit there, but you got to be efficient to beat the Dallas Cowboys defense, in my opinion, in both the run and the pass. One or the other is not going to do it, in my opinion. Uh, appreciate the donation, Adrian. Super chat. He says, uh, do you think we need the number one seed? I kind of don't want it. I want these boys hungry and smashing people every week until the final game. Do I think we need it? No. Uh, do I want them to get it? Sure, absolutely. I don't want to be ABC in the sense of look at the home away splits. Context matters. Y'all know me. Uh, but I'll be a little ABC right now. I'll keep it simple. Home and away splits. Go look at the Dallas Cowboys, how they play on the road offensively. It's not as productive. So give me the Dallas Cowboys at home if they can. If they can. All right, guys, I have to prepare for hopefully this interview I'm going to have later on. I I might drop it to you guys. I might drop it on here later today. If not, we'll drop it with the Koye tomorrow. I got to get with him, by the way, uh, and make sure we're good tomorrow. So tune in. We're going to start talking about these Arizona Cardinals Tomorrow and and, uh, Thursday, we'll break down both sides of the ball. Big game, really big game. This, honestly, ever since that Saints game, and even before the Saints game, my eye, I'm not going to lie to y'all, it's been on this game. I've seen this defense be great. I've seen this offense be great. Now I want to see it be great against a playoff opponent, formidable, supposed to be, right? Like, I don't want to disrespect them, but they were supposed to be this formidable opponent in the Arizona Cardinals. So y'all make sure y'all rock with us tomorrow. And then later tonight, my guy Mauricio Rodriguez will be back on air for his A to Z sports prime time. Uh, I, th- I thought, Hey, El- Elazar, you-, you almost got me Mendoza. You almost got me. It says, let's beat Cardinals. I thought you said, let's go Cardinals. I said, yesterday we had a Packer fan today. We got a Cardinals fan. What's happening? What's happening? I had another donation. My bad, my bad, my bad. See, I'll be getting in my bag here, man. My bad, brother. My bad, my bad. Super chat. Got you, Below. Below to Heaven says, did you make it to the Fantasy Football Championship? So, I misspoke yesterday. I thought I made it to the championship. I made it to the championship. I made it to the semifinals. The championship games after. So, I got, frankly, football in the championship semis. I'm hoping I can get Lamar Jackson back. I mean, I'm down bad at quarterback, man. So I'm got to pick up streamers at this point. So I got Lamar Jackson. We'll see if he's going to play. If not, I'll pick up Huntley. We'll see if he's going to play. If not, got to find something that works. But all right, let me get on up out of here and press this button for y'all. Get the prep and get back in this lab because I'm going to be in the lab a lot today, looking at the Cowboys defense and looking at the Cardinals uh, offense and defense. And we'll report back tomorrow. So I appreciate you guys joining. As always, you are great. Thank y'all for rocking, getting through this uh, allergy season again. Hate seasonal allergies, man. Truly, I do. Y'all were awesome. Appreciate the donations, all the callers, and make sure I hit that like button on the way out. And if you're new here and you enjoyed what you saw, subscribe. Go ahead and subscribe. Love you, Cowboys Nation. Y'all enjoy the rest of y'all Tuesday. Peace.
I want me some glory hope.